What's going on, sports fans? It's your boy, Josh Williams, back again with another episode of the American Fan 365 podcast. I'm, of course, joined by my co-host, who is coming off of her birthday weekend. Yes. You know, she's known for, uh, you know, just being around town, being the, 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 the fashionista, slapping concierges, the front row, Rosine Frangie. I've never slapped a concierge. Oh, oh, you've thought about it. Uh, yeah, but I haven't. That's assault. <laughs> Joshua. That's assault, my good friend. And, and thank you. Thank you for joining me for my birthday weekend. I had a blast. Um, I love it. And luckily for me, I'm surrounded with sports lovers. There is somebody in the studio, though, that did not make it. I'm not going to say who. <laughs> Cut to George. Hey, uh, hey, I look to, 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 jo- to, to George's uh, defense. He did send out a message. It was late. I will it at least get, seven o'clock. I, I can bro. give Ro that. It that was it was seven o'clock, it, and it was a ten o'clock it event. Was, it was not seven o'clock. Yeah, yeah and I was yeah. told day was of. Yeah. I was also told day of. <laughs> you are, you are. That is all very valid. That's you know what? Yeah. That's fair too. That he, is very he was valid. he was invited but and disinvited. On the same no day. Need, I, there's no need to justify. I still love Wait, you both, and I love Ro a little bit more than Josh. I mean, so she, that's that. I mean, I'm parts. lovable, but where did she get this whole slapping concierge thing? What? I said she has lady parts. <laughs> it comes with the territory. That I do. You're not, so, you're not supposed to love the guy more than the girl. Wait, like, where'd you get I mean. the whole slapping concierge thing? Oh, oh, that's just, you know, I, I just... I, you trying to make me a menace as usual? No. <laughs> I, I can do bad all by myself, Joshua. Thank you. My wife. Oh, my... <laughs> This is my wife. Um, But we got a lot to talk about today. A lot of sports news. A lot happened. We're going to jump off and start off in boxing. Jake Paul versus Tommy Fury. Uh, Look, I I think all of us, you know, well, not all of us. I I, I definitely thought that Jake Paul was going to win. Tommy Fury is a professional boxer. um, So this was the first time that he had been fighting someone that was not only his own age, Mm -hmm. but... You know, also a pro. It had some pro fights. Yep. And it was, it was a good fight. I would, I leaned more towards Tommy, um, but Jake did sit him down. So you can also continue to talk from the standpoint of Jake Paul is legitimate. He's a legitimate fighter. Well, he's a legitimate fighter. And so a couple of things from this. His biggest criticism has come from people that have said he's never he's never boxed a real boxer. Never it's fought always, anybody. It's he hasn't fought anybody that uh, it has been pro- under the boxer banner he's fought uh you know mixed martial artists he's he's fought taxi drivers right <laughs> basketball um, players basketball players and the biggest criticism was well we'll see if he's a boxer a legit boxer or not when he actually fights one um i will tell you this though whether you like him or not what jake paul has had a big hand in doing is showing up fighters that a there should be unifying body for them like the MMA uh, for boxers specifically and also that you don't need a promoter that's gonna rape you that's gonna really kind of make you his hoe to no Vaseline dang. No, like, rape and hoe rape Jeez. and hoe uh, for the pay-per-views yeah. right and and that's admirable and listen I think he was a class act with the way that he took that loss because there's a lot of animosity between these two there's a lot of bad blood that's right. but the way that Jake Paul handled the loss and also the way that Tommy Fury handled the win they were both class acts they, they both really did do a good job um, you know uh, it, look 
I, I thought I thought that it was a good fight. It was a split decision. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Jake was calling for a potential rematch afterwards. No, it's in his uh, clause. It's it's in their contract that if it is um, a loss for Jake Paul, that he he can like he, he's, literally he's that awarded, night. Yes. He's awarded that that yes. rematch. Okay, well, I mean, look, and also they fought in Saudi Arabia, so mm-hmm. it's you know there was there's a few things that were going. Tommy Fury's way, uh, no, most notably that his brother actually is probably the best heavyweight, one of the best heavyweights of all time. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what ends up happening. But in other news, in other boxing news, Ro, mm-hmm. Floyd Mayweather, is this the end of the line for f- for money? Floyd Mayweather. I'd never count Floyd out. And the reason that Josh is bringing this up is uh, – he put on an exhibition boxing match to a not sold out arena. The suit is not black. <laughs> to, to, to say the least. Uh, he, he put on a fight uh, which looks like it was in front of me and Roe. That was it. It was, it was, it was us, Oof. us alone. Um, he fought, uh, George actually has a clip of, uh, of, of the fighter that he fought. I think it was Aaron Chalmers, who I'd never even heard of. Um, I don't know. Her. Yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know him, but uh, but he was he was thanking the the crowd and the fans afterwards, and it was like all eight of you, <laughs> all eight that showed up. He's related to half. <laughs> He's related to half. No, I don't think it's it's it, the end of money Mayweather ever. I think that there just has to be a different evolution. And you know, listen, I just was mentioning that there should be a unifying body for boxing like there is MMA fighters. And I think that maybe Floyd's next evolution is to lead that. Yeah, well, well, no, there isn't one in MMA either. That's, that's oh, oh my god! I thought there was one in the making. No. Well, the, okay. UFC is the closest thing to a unifying body for MMA. Can we agree on that? No. No, you don't N- think so? No, because, because see, the thing is UFC, what UFC has is a monopoly. They have a situation where true. they have yes. a situation where they can they can pay fighters whatever they want, yep. and they can force fighters to do whatever they want, and the fighters have no recourse. If you if you ramp your rave, you stomp your feet, we can just cut you. Okay, so that's even a, a better case for it then. I think yeah. I think maybe next, uh, Floyd's next evolution potentially. I think it would be it, what would be great because not only can he he's already left his legacy as. Yeah. One of the, in my humble opinion, one of the greatest defensive fighters to ever oh, ever fight. Oh, not not I a mean, question. You can't listen. Well, as much, I, hate as much as you want. You can't. You take can't. It away and I hate from when you. people are like, "Well, he never played. Any, he never fought anybody in their prep." Just, just stop it, because I, I want to see you get in the ring with Floyd. But um, I think that not only has he left his legacy as a fighter, but he could potentially make a bigger mark on the sport, if possible, yeah. by maybe being a part of a unifying body for fighters now. I, I think I think 100% that's correct. My only thought is I don't know if Floyd can put the others ahead of Floyd. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like if he tries to be the unifier, it's going to still be the Floyd show in a lot of ways, and that, that'll rub fighters the wrong way. You know what I mean? Like, Maybe that'll come with age. I, I, you, you can only hope. You can only hope. Yeah. I, I think the biggest thing, and the reason that I, once I figured out what Jake Paul was doing, I could no longer hate on him. I could no longer hate him. You couldn't, because nobody took him seriously in the beginning. You didn't take him seriously, but he, he got these MMA fighters the biggest payday that they had ever had. Yep. And one of them being Tyron Woodley, yep. who was a champion in the UFC, made more on two fights with Jake Paul than he did the entirety of his run in the UFC. So you can say all the things you want to say, but he did bring, he shined a lot of light 
on the situation that was happening in the UFC and also the situation just fighters go through in general. He kind of, he, 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 he put all the cards on the table and I, I really, I commend him for that. Not only, not only has he made more money for, um, for other fighters, but also in the casinos, on average, people bet 35% more on a Jake Paul fight. Wow. And think about how much money that is, right? <laughs> yeah. Like just, so on average. That's millions of dollars. I mean, possibly. hundreds of yeah, millions yeah, of dollars. Yeah, right? I mean, possibly and, as much as a billion. But. These are casinos. We're not talking about betting partners. Sure. So, we're, right? And I, I think all around, if, if, if Floyd maybe got a collective of fighters yeah. from all types of fighting. Yeah. To, to to really lead this unifier, but it would have to come hand in hand, I believe, with Dana White. Yeah, well, well, and and you saying Floyd, the thing that I will say that Floyd has for him is the youthfulness. He's not he's not old, he's not young, but he's you know what I mean. But he's still he would have a nice run of doing this if he actually put his hands up and say, "Hey, look, this is what I want to do for fighters," and other fighters jumped on with him. I think that that actually really could go somewhere. I don't think I don't think necessarily it's an ego thing for Floyd. I think it'd be a money thing for Floyd because as a promoter, uh, you know, um, it's you know he's it's the money team. He has he has fighters under his own banner as a promoter. Yeah, uh, I think that he would be a great person, but he'd have to decide where he'd fall sure. on that line. Sure, sure, sure. Well, let's switch gears a little bit over to the NBA. NBA last night we had some some big games. Uh, most notably, Damian Lillard dropped 71 on the Houston Rockets in a 131-114 win. This is our second 70-point game this year, uh, joining um, uh, Spider Mitchell uh, when he did it with Cleveland. Roe, how impressive was this? And, you know, let's just give Dame his flowers, as we tend to do, because he never uh, gets media coverage. I mean, well, I, I, you know how I feel about Dame. I love Dame. What a show, right? I mean, what was the old MGM uh, motto? Welcome to the show. That was the show. Uh, there are a couple of things that I didn't like that happened. I didn't like that he was immediately drug tested afterwards. They took him in immediately <laughs> to test him. Like, I mean, not for anything. If, 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 if Dame was on drugs, it would have been 171 points, just so you know. <laughs> but uh, that I, I just loved it. Uh, and I don't like people that were trying to take away from it by pointing out um, that they really didn't win by a lot. It, I mean, they won did, by they won by twenty points. Well, there was at one point when he was like, I think at like at forty six points, uh -huh. they were like, well, I mean, d even then it started. That's where it started. Okay, it didn't end that way, but that's how it started. Okay. It was. Uh, well, they're barely going to win if they do win. So oh, I didn't like oh, wow. that. Okay. I didn't like that they were trying to diminish what this man did 71 points. 71 points to 71 points. Yeah. Um, I would say this, you know what I mean? Like, these are the kind of things that we point to when we say that today's game isn't, you know, the game of yesteryear, I guess. When Jordan was scoring 60 points, you know what I mean? When when Kareem would score those, those high figures. Kobe. Kobe. Kobe as well. Um, it was just a different game defensively mm -hmm. because they were so rare. Mm -hmm. Now, you know what I mean? Like, just solid players are dropping 50 on any given night. Brandon Jennings, like, you know what I mean? It's not as, it's not as uncommon, I would say. And so, you know, that if, if anything could take away from the moment, especially with it being two of them in this, you know what I mean? We, like, we went 75 years with four guys ever scoring that many points, and we had two this season alone. If you were to ask most basketball fans at the beginning of the season, 
pick somebody that you think that's uh, it's gonna uh, drop, sink, uh, drop, drop seventy one. Yeah, it, it wasn't gonna be Dame Lillard, right? Or 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 Donovan Mitchell. Or Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. It wouldn't have been them, right? Yeah, that's fair. So it is incredibly impressive. And and yeah. listen, if we're talking about numbers, and you know. I feel like if it wasn't for Dame, Jokic would have definitely had the spotlight today. 27 triple-doubles consecutively. What? He's had 27 consecutive triple-doubles? Yes. I did not know that. I was not aware. Yes. And, and look, and, and with voter fatigue, he will not get the MVP this year. Yeah. He's had his best season. They're gonna, they might be the number one seed. There will be no no more MVPs for you, sir. Jordan didn't even have that honor. The last person to do it was was Larry Bird. Well, let me ask you this. Yeah, well, gosh, it, my my thoughts on the Nuggets are evolving. I for the first time this morning, got you know. So they've never won a championship. That's right. I, they've never even been. No, they to haven't the been to the finals. They've never even been to the finals. No, they've never been to the finals. Today, this morning was the first time I thought. You know what? I think they have a shot of going to the finals. Do you really, or do you are you are you still in in Jokic glow? No, 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 no. I'm I'm listen. I I like Jokic. Yeah. He, I don't. I, I wouldn't buy his jersey. <laughs> I like you, but I don't like your face. No, it's it's it's. <laughs> I, it's not like I'm like standing. You know, it's yeah. it's. They legit. I think just because of the the momentum of this team. Sure. Possibly, but. You got, uh, you know, uh, uh, in the West, you got to get through Phoenix. You got to get through LA, the Lakers, the only real LA team. Yes. I'll let that pregnant uh -huh. pause speak for uh -huh. itself. So no, no. So on that note, then, then we can we can talk about that was the how, next step. Yeah, that's go it. Ahead. Yeah. So we can talk about how, you know, you can roll your eyes, but the Lakers overcame a twenty-seven point deficit to beat the Mavericks. Yeah. How you like them apples? Uh, look, look, the mappers, are, those, those are Granny Smiths. They're a little sour. They're a little sour. <laughs> I, can't, I, can't, I can't fake on it. 27, they gutted out a huge win. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, when, when, you had, when we talked yesterday, um, I hit you up and I was like, yeah, you know, the Lakers were up five at halftime. But I don't know when or, you know, when or how they got down 27. But 27 points is 27 points. I don't care who you're playing, let alone if you're playing Luka, and Kyrie, and they're starting to catch a rhythm together. Um, very impressive. Mark very, Cuban very impressive. looked very glum. He was very glum. Now, now, my question is, do you honestly think the Lakers are legit, or is this just another herpes flare-up? It's changing for me, I, and that's the problem. It shouldn't change. When you have a solid team, as a fan, as listen, and nobody gives it to my teams harder than I do, and I don't like how they're playing. Yeah. But I don't like that it way. I don't like that one day I'm like, oh no no no, they're contenders, and the next day I'm like, I don't even think they're gonna make the play-in <laughs> because a, a month ago I didn't think they were gonna make the play. I'm like, good luck with that. Now I think they're gonna secure the sixth seed. Okay. Okay. And I do think that they are actually gonna go to the second round of the playoffs. But if they can continue, if, see again, right. If they can continue ifs, what yeah. they've done, yeah, I think they're definitely going to secure the sixth seed, and I think that they're they will be contenders in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I think I think, and you know, we've talked about this before. I think it really, especially in the West, even more so than the East, it comes down to matchups. And I, I look the Lakers, if playing well, you know, even when they had Westbrook, we all thought, especially when they got Westbrook last year, we all penciled them in in the finals. Listen, so, it's because of Anthony Davis they won. When Anthony, when AD is on and he's not injured, yeah, they're 
the, the Lakers are, are you don't want to face a, a healthy AD, okay? But AD is a difference maker. This is why it's not LeBron. Well, I'm going to say this. No, I understand 100% what you're saying. LeBron has played many a game without Anthony Davis, and I'd say the win-loss percentage is is about even. When Anthony Davis is your is your difference maker, we've seen that he is. It's seventy percent. It's it's okay. Then there you go. It is really it's worrisome for me because now I'm like, can we bubble wrap him between games? I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> News reports out of LA: Anthony Davis has rolled his ankle uh, tumbling down the stairs at his home. Like, <laughs> I, what? Why? Playing pickleball. No. Weird Los Angeles. Don't even. Right don't now. even let him like like bathe himself, please. <laughs> I can't take. I. We can't have chances of him slipping in the shower. I mean, he's become like the Derrick Rose of today. I. And when Anthony did, but when Anthony Davis is on, forget it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, also, Ro, the Knicks are looking good. We can't take it away from them. Winners of five straight since trading for Josh Hart, and they've now won eight of their last ten. I will ask you again: Can these New York Knicks be a force in the East? No. And I'll tell you why. It's because of based off of the other teams and how they're performing. Yeah. When I look at Milwaukee. That, that have won when I see the Bucks win 14 consecutive games without Giannis. Without Giannis, I look at the Knicks. No, congrats. Five? That's nice. When I look at the Celtics. Yeah. No, I'm serious. No, you're, you're 100% right. I, when I think of momentum, the 76ers have more momentum than the Knicks do. You think so? I do think so. I wow. think that they have to. I mean, look, look, listen, it's, it's now or never. <laughs> It's now or never for the for the for the Sixers. If the Bucks can win 14 straight without Giannis, I'm not impressed with the Knicks winning their last five. Uh, uh, that's fair, but I mean, I, what I, I'll say what I'll say to that is this: the Knicks, you know, listen now, especially now that Brooklyn is essentially punted, you yeah. know, their franchise yeah. in. Um, the Knicks have now kind of come back around and just showcasing that this is their city, this is their town. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's I, I, I love. It's just thing. I, I, I think the difference that's maker. Fair. I think the difference maker is your coach. I think you put Vogel in there. Forget it. And see, now I don't think that that's going to happen because. But see, but look, look what Cam Reddish is doing out in, in Phoenix, uh, Phoenix in Portland. In Portland, yeah. Continuing to play well. You know, now that he's been given a chance, he's started to be highlighted again, dropping twenty, and it's like he all he needed was minutes. All all that child needed was minutes. Well, you know, listen. I can make that. I can make a, a, an opposite case. Uh, when they were interviewing Jason Kidd after uh, the Mavericks' loss, he it literally was a. I, I I can't get out there and play. I know what the problem is, and he essentially is like, I, I don't know how to fix this yet. The minute that comes off, and I feel like with the Knicks, it's it's a coaching issue. Yeah. It ha just has to be the right fit. Now, if we're going to talk about talent, I think the Knicks are, I think they are fairly talented compared to the other teams in the East. Do I think that they have mm -hmm. uh, uh, like a legitimate shot? I I do not. All right, yeah. all right. Now, we still have yet to see Kevin Durant in a Phoenix Suns jersey. Yep. Uh, and the team has been a little bit uneven since uh, since even before he arrived. They're currently sitting in the fourth spot in the West. Can they make a real run and get all the way to number one when KD actually suits up? Right now, they're currently nine and a half games back of the aforementioned uh, Denver Nuggets. 
You know, after watching that Nuggets game, you, you've got to – listen, they, they're, they ebb and flow, the Suns, but they've yeah. done so consistently enough to where they are a force. I don't know – and this is the problem with Katie and I and – I, and I, and I, Katie's one of the greats, okay? You can't take it away from him. You don't know what you're going to get until you see it. He yeah. can either take them back or he can propel them forward. But I think if the chemistry is right and Katie can be healthy, uh, that, that's just, that's essentially the new super team of the NBA. Yeah. Yeah? yeah. No, it, it is. It definitely can be. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm really interested to see because we saw the last time, well, notwithstanding the Nets, but the last time KD went out West and was on the Warriors and they had pieces, they won two championships. That was a much healthier KD. Much healthier, much younger. Yeah. Um, you know, without really a whole lot of injuries at that point, he just had that foot, that foot issue. Um, but I don't, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I think, I think you're right. I think the first 10 games will be very telling. Hopefully he'll play in the next week or so, but we'll see. We'll see. I was just going to say, was there ha, has there been an official reason that he hasn't suited up yet? Yeah, well, because remember, is he it had, just still the injury? He, yeah, he had sprained that MCL. Okay, I so didn't know had, if it was still that. Because that was that was like first second I week of. Track uh, of I, I know that was first second week of um, uh, January. Well, so that, what's the that timeline was, for him? So maybe the next week and a half. Yeah, yeah, it should should be soon. It's it's because it was it was like a six to eight week thing, so. What's the remaining schedule? That'd be interesting. I, I haven't, I haven't looked I haven't, at it. I haven't looked. I haven't looked at their re- remaining schedule. I know they should have about a solid twenty games left, though. We'll see. the The West is a very, very interesting. It's in the two conferences. That to me is the most fascinating right now. The Western yeah. Conference, because anything can happen. That one thousand percent. Yeah. Again on the matchups. Uh, shifting gears, we're going to talk about Major League Baseball. Row. Yeah. George has a video clip. And we spoke about this uh, last week when we were talking about, you know, you guys were saying, you and Gabe were saying how excited you were over the new rules in Major League Baseball. And I have Exhibit A. And now what? He's out. They have called strike three. Wow. This is mayhem. Oh. Automatic strike three called with the bases loaded in a tie game. Is baseball in 2023. Okay, so this was a game between the Boston Red Sox and the Atlanta Braves, and um, it was a full count, full count, bases loaded, you know, tie game. And um, and so now in, in the regular season, obviously this game would have went into extra innings. But since it's, it's since it's spring training, we're, we're we're you know it's just a tie game. He didn't he didn't address. Uh, <laughs> What what's up? Okay, so all right, I have to stop in the middle of all this. This is Zachariah Johnson. This is my guy. This is one of the commissioners from my Madden League. And the last time he jumped on the show, he had sent all these messages and I didn't see them because we were talking and I didn't look at the screen. So I have to address him directly and say, Hello Z. Thank you for tuning in. Uh you greasy bastard. And uh <laughs> and 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 uh yeah, I need I need some trades to get approved. But back to the back back to the back to the issue at hand. Um, eight seconds. So with eight seconds on the pitch clock, the batter has to address 
the pitcher. Mm -hmm. He can't, you know, you yeah. know, Derek Jeter with all his ticks and everything that he used to do beforehand and and um, you know, some of the guys with all their pre bat routines. That stuff is gone now. So I wanna walk something you said back. Okay. I wasn't excited about all the rules. I was excited. Okay, okay, fair. I was because we can go to the beautiful bean footage. <laughs> I wasn't excited about all the rules. Um, this is a, tr a drastic change. Yeah. And here's the thing. Yes, I know they want to make games shorter. But people that watch baseball games, we are anticipating the ticks. We're anticipating the rituals. Yes. We're anticipating all of that. Who are you shortening it up for? You're, you're shortening it for these new age people that don't appreciate the sports. Oh, oh, oh. That we, you know because, I mean? because of a TikTok culture, everything that we yeah. take in has to be in 10 or 15 seconds and we have to get that gratification. And so now we are putting in these rules that- Are tearing into the fabric of the are, game. Are tearing into the fabric of the game. I mean, listen, Okay, you want to let you, you, with a with a pitch clock. Okay, if you want to take that down, you shave it off. You don't, and you you say you know you put rules in there that would be I guess objective that say if you're egregiously trying to stop the pitch, yeah, then Just you get there's something. Things. This this is like I don't like the larger bases either. I mean, that, yeah, I remember you were talking about that. You did mention the larger bases. I didn't. I, yeah. I, so so now what are we going to do? We're going to take the record for stolen bases and we're going to say now they're all null and void because it's going to be only applicable to these new maxi pad bases. No, I don't like that. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I watch it and that makes me sad, like because it, it's it's changing a tradition. Yeah. And a yeah. really in a, in a way that that compromises what you know. So now. How are the how are the debate how are the player debates going to go? Is it going to be like, well, your pitcher didn't have a pitch clock? Come on, a, a thousand percent. I and these are the reasons why Ro and I get along so well because we, in, in terms of certain things, we are always on the same page. Because you know, when you look at basically, you, like I said before, you're tearing into the fabric of the game itself. You know what I'm saying? Because there's just certain aspects of baseball. Baseball was about the chess game and was about, you know, you know, icing, you know, throwing, throwing, throwing the first base and making the pitcher think and making the batter think. And and all these things just in the, you know, in the nature of speeding up the game, because I saw a report. Uh, one of the games, it, it got done in like two hours and 15 minutes, which in baseball is lightning speed. First of all, it's the same people that say baseball isn't exciting. Yes. That'll say that that'll that'll um, that'll want these new rules or like these new rules. But at the same time, the the trying to trick the pitcher by pretending to steal a base that builds up the suspense, especially in the bottom of the ninth. Forget it. Like in a regular Yankees uh, Red Sox game, without it being like without having any playoff implications, uh, we're we're in suspense every inning because we hate each other. Yeah. But that to me makes me sad. I understand you want to do little things to keep it from being like, come on, now now it's been five minutes. Come on, I get that, but this is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I hate it. I hate it. Well, we have come to a, a segment of our show that we have started doing at the beginning of seasons, and so Ro, yeah, I'll let you go first. This is our year, New York Yankees fan. You've got 
90 seconds because we got to make this into a short. So go ahead. Okay. I've brought, I've brought the man with me, Donnie Baseball, Don Mattingly, my favorite Yankee of all time. And I have Aaron Judge behind me and a couple of our Yankee caps up here. Okay. Um, I think that we potentially have the most dangerous rotation in baseball. We've got Garrett Cole, um, who just came off a, uh, a strike record from last year. We have Nestor. We have Rodon. Um, there are some health issues, but they are going to be healthy when it comes time. Um, based off of what I've seen in spring training yesterday, they had a split day. Uh, half the team uh, uh, played the Blue Jays, the other half played the Braves. Now I see Volpe with his hitting, who is a, a newbie. He's a potential. He's doing great. Schmidt, crazy. And then I think about our big bats that we have this year. We brought back Aaron Judge. We have Rizzo. We have Stanton. We have no reason for it not to be our year. The critical thing, though, is on Aaron Boone. There has to be bullpen management when it counts the most, and that's in the postseason. All right. That was 63 seconds, but that was good. Good job, Ro. Thank you. Nice work. Nice you, work. Well, you started off, too, with, like, showing off all your trinkets. So I, I appreciated the show and tell. <laughs> I didn't give Mattingly the respect he did. Oh, ew. <laughs> there, Donnie there Baseball, th this, if you – this is the epitome of Yankiness. They're, uh, and they're, oh gosh, I mean, if you were to name, who are the three most iconic Yankees? If, and there are so many, right? I mean, there's DiMaggio, there's Mattingly, there's Derek Jeter, so I'm taking from all the eras, kind of. Sure, sure. But you have to have Donnie Baseball in there. He, he's definitely up there. It's, it's a shame that he, he was one of the few big Yankee greats that didn't get a title. So, I'm sorry. That that <laughs> your eye, your, your her eye, her eye twitched, to twitch. <laughs> and she like looked at me with a smoldering look, and her eye went what like this. What do you mean? He does have a ring. He has a ring. Does he? Nineteen eighty-five. Oh, all right. I'm like, what? And that's why I had a twitch. They, I'm they like, have, wait a second. They have too many. You guys have. <laughs> the Yankees have too many. You titles. see how that went just back and forth? I had a twitch because I couldn't believe that you were like he doesn't have a ring. I, I thought he didn't have a ring. He I was thought... he was the he was he was the the MVP for for. Well, all right then. I guess it's my turn. This is my this is our year. I'm a Chicago Cubs fan. Hold on, I a have Cubs to... fan wouldn't I... know real baseball history because oh, they don't win a lot. Oh, that that was that that's shooting below the belt. I know, I'm, I, and I'm still so, I'm so pissed from, from, from you guys have to pawn Chapman onto us. Damn it! <laughs> All right. 60 seconds on the clock in 60 three, seconds. two, one, it's on. This is our year. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a North Sider. I'm just going to go down the list. You know, the Cubs are back. We've got, we, we signed Cody Bellinger from, from, the, from the Dodgers. So our, so our defense, we got a little bit of offense back. You know, we got, uh, Dan, uh, what, what's the child's name? Uh, let me see. Hold on, hold on, hold. On. We we got. Notice how I knew all man, of my players. Uh, look, my my whole team has been shifted in the last daggone five minutes. That's the reason why I don't know my players. Thank you. We signed Dansby Swanson from the from the uh, from the Braves, so we're getting some championship pedigree. Uh, Nico Horner. We're gonna have a good defense again this year, but. It, who, who am I kidding? It's not 2016. My team gave away all of our people for but a bag of chips. Rizzo. But thank you for yeah, Rizzo. Yeah, yeah. We give up Anthony Rizzo for a bag of beads. <laughs> like, I got nothing. I got no hope in Chicago. But we'll see. Maybe we maybe bring, we win 80 games. Bring back Theo Epstein. That's all I got. 
That's it. So it's not your year. This is not my year. <laughs> it's another sadness year. We got we to gotta get some pitching. We'll see. We'll see. How are we doing, George? No, it was, that was good. That was uh, like 65 seconds. That's fine. That's fine. You can cut around it. I'll take my hat back off. I'll take it's off sadness. The oh, my God. I'm getting fat. My hat's getting too small. <laughs> Jesus. That's a tiny hat. I thought I that a, was a youth hat. I got, I a, I got Well, I got a small head. A small head to be, to be, to, to be <laughs> fair. Okay. To be fair. To be fair. I'm not Barry Bonds, but, yeah, it was, it was a little tight, and there was a little snugger than the last you, time I rocked. That's what You're he like, said. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, this it's a fitted. It's a, it's a, it's a fitted. I got, I'm gonna have a ring around my forehead. This 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 is a travesty. Oh my god! All right, Ro. Yeah, you weren't able to go because of your birthday festivities, but uh, the XFL started this weekend. This past weekend, um, <laughs> got some national coverage for the Vegas game because we have the worst field in the league, more than likely. Um, I can tell you that that field is Patch Adams dry. It's bad. It's real yeah, bad. Yeah, it's patchy. But uh, the Vegas Vipers yeah. took on the D.C. Defenders. And, um, yeah, I mean, are you excited for the XFL to be here? You know, five years ago, the Raiders weren't here. No football team. Now we got two. Well, remember, the XFL went dormant for a little bit. This yes. is really the – I want to say the well, it is a rebooting. Mm -hmm. They the the XFL governing body really got they got new people. There there's a whole new booth. There's an, a nationwide initiative to make it a real thing. Uh, the rules differ slightly from NFL. Yes, um, and it's not as serious. So what I think. It can and will be something because people that love football love football. Now, am I going to be um, blocking people on Instagram because they're not a Vipers fan? I mean, no, it's not <laughs> that serious. Yeah. However, I think it's a lot of fun. And the same thing that would make people not fans of it may make people fans of it because it's not serious, because it's quicker, because the rules aren't as stringent. Um I just, there has to be more money invested, I believe, in the promotion of it. Yes, yes. I, I, look, I was, I was telling uh, Gabe about that. I didn't know, if I wouldn't have known that, you know, as a media member that there was a game, I wouldn't have known. There were no billboards They're actually, town. like, they're 0-2, and, two, and they're, so yeah. there are conferences, there's divisions, right? We're yeah. that excited. There are, and as many, I mean... It's, we, eight. it's, it's uh, eight. eight teams, yeah. So we are north. There's there. Oh, yeah. Okay. You see, you didn't know that. Fair enough. It is. It's, but you. That's the big thing. One of the things that Josh and I try to do with people because not only are we about the fans, we want to make new sports fans, and so when we get an opportunity to, we like to educate on these are the rules here, these are the rules here. That's why we we went over them last week for the new MLB rules with XFL. I'm not really sure that more people like most people to follow it know really what's going on they'll know the schedule because they know that it's on now for one reason or another because there's a banner on espn but there has to be more money put into the promotion of it and the building of it and the legitimacy of it because right now it, it doesn't i'm not saying this in a shitty way i promise because i want it to be something big i really believe in what the xfl is doing however when i see high school football games in texas with sold out stadiums and everything is pro-like 
Uh, it's kind of embarrassing for the XFL. However, they just started. I would mm. like to see more money into the promotion of it and building up of it. And things like the field are very, uh, they're very big. Uh, you can say, well, you know, but when you have a team that's playing at Allegiant Stadium, yeah. it's kind of hard not to make that point out that differential anyway. Yeah. Um, George, I was talking to Gabe uh, actually uh, on Saturday about this. Do you like that uh, the XFL starts directly after the Super Bowl, or do you think that they should kind of give a little bit of a buffer? No, I love it because it's prime recruiting time. So it fits with the, the combine and being able to evaluate talent for the NFL because that's the entire purpose is like we're trying to find the three to four people that were really overlooked. Uh, like, for example, my brother at San Jose State, he played behind – what was the Mountain West Conference uh, lineman of the year two years in a row. He's a left tackle. He plays for the Houston Roughnecks. He was their first draft pick. Okay. Right? So he's like, he got missed up by the combine. He didn't get drafted. Uh, you know, had a couple of practice squad tryouts. But now a league like this is, I mean, where people like that are going to make that jump. You're going to see a lot of people signed because it's, a, to me, it's a better proof of concept than just college. Yeah. Oh, Way I disagree. I disagree completely. I, for this one reason, if you don't make it look legitimate, people are not going to take it seriously. The one th college ball, there are more people that watch college football than th that watch the NFL. So that's where I differ with you. Is it a better what do, what show? Do you, what do you mean by legitimate? Just, 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 uh, just because so it's decades of tradition and there's money and in institutions that are behind college teams. Oh, oh, you mean just in terms of everything that goes into it, not people, necessarily the games. No, people themselves. take it more seriously than they. But I mean, the XFL just started. So sure. right now, is it a better showcase of talent potentially? Because we see the drop off all the time of college greats um, that go into, I mean, Johnny Manziel is a great example, right? And that's, I think, a, an example that most people would use. That, that's that been hyped their whole college career. The XFL is more proof of concept in terms of talent, I believe, not in the show that they put on just yet. There has to be layers of legitimacy added onto it to make it real, real. Is it going to get there? I think so. If you have enough people that love this sport like we do, but George, I do agree with you when it, when it comes to terms of talent and what can be proven in the NFL better versus college. Yeah, well, I mean, there's there's exceptions to the rule. Like I've seen a good deal of XFL games. Mm, Every okay. Alabama game I watched this past year, better. Like ev that Alabama team is well. Yes, will, can I mean, compete. And I and I, but I'm you know what I'm saying here. As far as the entire conference goes, that goes for the SEC, the Big Ten. They'd be able to compete with some of these XFL teams because um, the thing that makes it the most fun for me, it's similar to like the G League, but it's uh, yes. it's people's last hope, bro. Yeah. Like you're seeing 26-year-old, 27-year-old guys yeah. off of multiple injuries. They're trying their absolute hardest, and they're trying to make plays. And when people try to make plays, they usually fuck up, and it, yeah. it's – it's awesome. Like I, I like seeing everybody that chaotic can't be, football. Everybody can't be Rudy. No, true. Uh, what, what I, this this is what I will say about the XFL that I found out. I didn't realize that the players are getting sixty thousand dollars for their ten game season. Mm -hmm. um, that in itself is already dope. You know what I mean? Like because these guys are able to continue. Because uh, before the game, uh, one of the offensive linemen addressed the crowd and was saying, you know, just thankful for the opportunity to to continue to play the sport that they love. And to be able to do that, 60000 is a living wage. 
You know what I mean? Like you can. Well, you can you look can, at it like that, or you can look at it like I'm gonna make one play. I could potentially get hit and never walk again in my life. Well, I mean that's that's true. That's true. But look, these guys also could be playing semi pro and not making any money. That's true. And in yep. the exact same, all, the exact same thing. I agree. Or, it's all you know I mean? it's all perspective. But yeah. the fact that it, for, money aside, it's it's what he said. The fact that it gives them an opportunity to do what they love. I mean, Josh and I do this because we love this. Yeah. Yeah. And when you have something that you love like sports it's so much more than the game right it, yeah. it's a sense of community i am rooting for the xfl i want to see them build it up 100 percent. and before uh you know before we get off of xfl martavius bryant he plays on the vipers vic beasley uh, from Clemson, linebacker mm -hmm. from Clemson, and also Brett Hundley. The uh, before before there was Jordan Love, there was Brett Hundley that backed up Aaron Rodgers. That's so right. All three of them are um, are are on the Vipers, and I will be looking to bring all three of them into the studio at some point during the XFL uh, season. So. We I, I would love to have everybody from the team um, that we can on. I think it's really important to. To, this is how we get to know the XFL. If we talk to the players, um, we, I want to know how they're feeling about it. Yeah. What, do they, what are they loving about it? What, how do they see it evolving? Because we can sit here and, and from a spectator point of view, right? Um, speaking of the Packers, really quick, tomorrow is the start of the Combine, and the Packers front office is expected to make a statement about Aaron Rodgers. Oh. So we'll see. <laughs> The, well, and I, I heard that literally as as I was on uh, walking out the door and turning my TV off. Really? So we'll see. Wow! 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 That's that's okay. All right. Well, shifting gears over to the NFL. <laughs> that was a perfect segue. Um, Daniel Jones or Saquon Barkley? Row. You and I have had this discussion over the last week or so, and um, the closer and closer we start getting to this franchise tag deadline. Um, you guys are going to have to make some decisions. So I'm going to ask the question to you. I asked you uh, on the phone the other day, would you rather have Daniel Jones or Saquon Barkley if you had to choose? It kills me to say this. It kills me. And I'm going to get hammered by some of my John. That's what he said. That's what she said. Oh, he said in, in jail maybe. Ew. Uh, oh, that was a mistake. <laughs> that was my bad. Was okay, my bad. so I, unfortunately, I don't say unfortunately because that makes it sound – I, I, in an ideal world, we have both, and they're both happy. Now, if we're going to choose one to build a team around, it's not the fans that dictate that. It is the quarterback market. You build a team around Daniel Jones, and here's why. We've seen what he can do. Coaching made all the difference. And Brian Dable came in. He, he changed the way this young man uh, played, uh, not only slightly, to a large extent, from December on, Daniel Jones had the best QBR in the league. That's a big deal. A thousand percent. So now, given the quarterback market, if who and you can't just say, "Oh, just get a new quarterback." Who do you got there? I don't want a Carson Wentz. I, I don't. I don't want was, a Dalton. Was, I don't. That was uncalled for. I, but I just. I don't want somebody because they're just there. I don't want Danucci, who's the third string for the Cowboys. <laughs> like I, it's just, and we're seeing how important a quarterback is, especially after what happened with the 49ers, Right, that quarterback market is so crucial. Now we we've seen a marked improvement with Daniel Jones, without receivers. He's throwing to the beer vendors, okay? And you give him receivers. You build that O-line a little more. You give him a chance to run. Uh, 
I think that he is worth it. Now, if you were in the beginning of the season, I'm like, what are we doing? Because I hadn't seen anything, and I happily ate shit with that. Uh, do, do I think Daniel Jones is the next Joe Montana? I, I, I listen. I'd be happy if Daniel Jones is still the same Daniel Jones from this past season. If you build around him, you give him receivers. Saquon Barkley. Okay, so I had to ask myself this question to answer you: Was okay. who wins the games? Is it is it Saquon that was winning the games, or was it Daniel Jones that's running the games? And based off of just analytics, you say it's it's Saquon. But Daniel Jones had nobody to throw to. That pass off to Saquon had to happen multiple times more than he probably wanted to give it to any no to any else. back because he had nowhere else to do. He had, he had nowhere else to, uh, to throw the ball uh, and to pass it off to. So, yeah, I mean, I, I for me, just it's not my opinion. It's the quarterback market that dictates that, and it is you build around your QB. A, a thousand percent. Um, for me, I, I think it really just comes down to you saw with the uh, with the Kansas City Chiefs this year, they they got it done with a seventh round running back, seventh round running back. Um, That's a great uh, point. Yeah, you know I mean, like you can you can find running backs now. Granted, all pros, you know, um, generational talents, Adrian Peterson, those kind of guys. If you get those guys, you should keep them. But if it, you know, in a perfect world, you wouldn't have to make these kind of decisions same year. And if you can only franchise tag one. I would much rather franchise tag the running back and keep him and get something done with the quarterback because like I was telling you before the the you know the with the salary cap going up and exploding probably 30 to 40 million over the next 2 to 3 years it's better to get the quarterback signed and have a deal because if you have to pay Daniel Jones 35 to 40 million now in three years down the line, that would have been sixty. So it, it's a better it's better for your overall cap moving forward. So just just so we're not agreeing, I'm going to play devil's advocate. When you have an evolving position, because the running back position is evolving, we are seeing that Christian McCaffrey has been the difference maker. We are seeing backs that are merging positions and receivers that are. Becoming backs. Becoming backs, like <laughs> yeah. Debo Samuel. I mean, you have anomalies like that. You have a Derrick Henry that runs through walls. That Literally. They make the difference on the field. Derrick Henry, just with his, with his presence, um, if CMC is on the field, you're always, your eye's always on him, so you can't fully concentrate on one thing unless you are an, an offensive tackle. Like, it has to be something solid. But we're seeing that the backs are making a difference more and more. But even then... It, you'll have anomalies. You'll have the Emmett Smiths of the world. But just given the market, and, and that's a great point that you made, Josh. If the Chiefs got it done with a seventh-round pick, right, yeah. you build around your quarterback because that is the most critical position. thousand percent, right? Uh, George, George, before we get off this, uh, go ahead and give us your take on Daniel Jones or Saquon. So Daniel Jones is more expensive, and this is a league in which – you uh in order to see sustained success you gotta have backing like peyton barber was telling us like you want to feel wanted yeah um but i think he's also like at a point in time where daniel jones really hasn't proved anything like as far as like winning in the postseason and 
We're a playoff team now. now yeah. Nobody can say yeah, he well, was in a playoff. No, what, but what I'm saying is, like, I need to see a little bit more sustained success. Does that come from well, you giving a contract? I myself know that none of last year happens without 26 being our workhorse back. And there's very few running backs in this league that I think are worth it. He is one of them because he's the full package. Like with Christian McCaffrey, he's able to run routes out of the backfield. Yeah. He's a logistical nightmare. Daniel Jones is not. So when you're thinking about, all right, do I want to put pressure on that defensive coordinator every week? That's if 26 is healthy. And yeah, but 26 is a workhorse because we don't we didn't have any receivers, George. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, yeah. But I, so we it's, see what it, it's, it's a sustained success. So, yeah, like he's, he, right. is, he has done it year in and year out. Especially when he's healthy, like this. I was, about, I was about to say now, now not when year he's in, healthy, year out. He, he when he's hurt. healthy, right? Yeah, but I think he's top three backs in oh, the league. Oh yeah, yeah, he's fit. yeah. You can't take with, that without him. a doubt. See, but that's okay. And again, I said DJ because the quarterback market dictates that. Yeah. But now, if you tell me who I think is a better athlete, I think it's oh, Saquon. Yeah. So it's not. Yeah, I mean, but right. here's the thing. I'll break it to Danny. The, I'll, here. Give me the Giants GM number. I'll break it to Daniel Jones. I'll say, hey, we're we're tagging you this year. We're signing Saquon. You guys are a package deal. We're not going to do one without the other. Like, so we want both of you guys moving forward next season. But you're getting tagged. What did I say? I said you give Daniel Jones a, ta- a year tag that's non-exclusive. You give Saquon what he wants. And you say if you do this or better next year to Daniel Jones, you give him the receivers, though. Then we'll talk about a blockbuster contract. Well, okay, so that's a good segue. Talking about receivers, the Giants are in the the trade market potentially for either Chris Godwin or DeAndre Hopkins. Or Brandon Ayuk, hopefully. Or also Brandon Ayuk, who would be the youngest of the three. Um, Obviously not on the the same pedigree of those those other two, but youngest and having more of a shot. Who would you rather have if you can only have one? From DeAndre Hopkins, Brandon Ayuk, and Chris Godwin? Yeah. For DJ to throw to? Ayuk. Because I got to think about the uh, the New York market. I got to think about what player would thrive in a scrappy, scrappy market. And that's still got that. Like, he's got that dog in him. Not that Chris Godwin and DeAndre Hopkins don't. They're a little more. They're longer in the tooth. And you need somebody that, that wants to be ignorant on the field. And I think Brandon, Brandon Ayuk is that guy. Um, I would listen in a, in, a, in, a, in a perfect world. I'd love to have T. Higgins. T. Higgins is solid, and 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 that's somebody that the the Bengals are going to scratch and claw uh, to <laughs> to keep in town. No, but if you were okay, put yourself in a position uh, of a Giants fan. Who would you want? I, I'm for me. I look, listen. DeAndre Hopkins is thirty. I'm not sure if he's going to be turning thirty-one or not. Uh, that is starting to get a little bit older, but his game was never based on just speed. It was more route running and the ability to go get the jump ball. Um, Chris Godwin also coming off of uh, ACL in the last year or two. Um, I mean, look, Brandon Ayuk is a good – that's a good option. I think I would go with Hopkins just because of what he can mean for your team and also what he can do in that market. Um, that's That would be the only reason well, I'd lean I, that way. I, I don't think he wants to be, be the next um, – uh, Larry Fitzgerald. I think DeAndre wants to go someplace to, to really win. make an impact. That's so fair. that's that's you know, in my mind, that would stand out to him. Uh, 
but you got to think about that marketplace and you can't be so set in your ways. Brandon Ayuk, I don't think not and not and I don't mean that in a negative like I'm not insinuating anybody doesn't work, but you've got to be coachable. I think you've been, you've been playing longer. You're used to playing a certain way. Oh, uh, you're think, not as coachable. That's fair. You know what? Yeah. And so I and I just Brandon Ayuk's a dog. Like I think he's perfect for New York. Okay, George, George, who do you think? I I can three? never pass up D Hop, and it's it's like my fantasy world, but yeah, <laughs> it's. A one on you can't go one on one on the outside, and it back to logistical nightmare. If you have Saquon back there, any sort of living being that can like route run and catch passes, which the Giants didn't have last year, like is an upgrade. I think Ayuk uh, is more of a utility player uh, in the sense that your offense probably fits pretty well with like jet sweeps and things that take Ayuk underneath um he's not like a deep downfield threat which yeah. the Giants need the Giants and that's why you brought up T Higgins I mean that T. They, they're in desperate need of uh you know going vertical on the field yeah they, they were a very nickel and dime kind of team Slayton still is yes. that guy he just can't find the ball in, in the sky so neither can any XFL player <laughs> but listen I but we talk about um and and I and I get your point George and that's like I agree with it. I will tell you, though, the only other point I will make about Brandon Ayuk is we were talking about the uh, the evolving position of a receiver being mm. able to be a back, and I think Brandon Ayuk is more that than D-Hop would be. Oh, oh, for sure. No, it, yeah. D-Hop is running routes. He ain't, he ain't getting paid to get hit by 300-pound right. galoots. That's not, <laughs> you, ain't pay, you ain't paying me enough for this. He's got the same body type as Saquon Brandon Ayuk, but, but Saquon's got them, them pit bull legs. The pit bull legs. They're like this. <laughs> they're, they're, they're like, he's like, it's, I mean. That boy's squatting a thousand. He's, <laughs> he's squatting a thousand. Yeah, but who's got the booty? Debo. Well, oh, we, that, Lord. He, he will forever be the, 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 the big booty hoe in the room. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, UFC. We got we to gotta finish up on a little bit of UFC. Um, I, uh, I was not able to be in attendance because of uh, one Jamal Sweet Dreams Hill, and he will be in studio potentially on Thursday, so I will uh, save some of that for him. Um, but Ode Osborne gets a huge win. Friend of the studio, um, you know, friend of mine, I could not talk about how excited I was for him um, because he's coming off of a, of a tough loss and, you know, all the extra work that he put into it. You know, um, he had, uh, George, if you have any of the videos of uh, Ode um, running the mountains, I talked to Ode yesterday uh, about his win and I was just like, man, it was those mountains, man. It was the mountains. It was it was those rocky four workouts, going to Mount Charleston, running mountains. Um, it was that extra, those extra miles that he put in. I think is what really did, got the fight won for him. Here, here he is up in Mount Charleston. Like you know, 
just it's, dun, it's dun, the, dun, dun, yeah yeah <laughs> a thousand percent uh uh not just mount charleston uh what was it um uh mike Tyson, mike tyson super punch out when like when uh when when little when little mac is 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 running in the, the in the uh do you remember <laughs> the train scene, is on the bike i don't know if you're a sopranos fan but do you remember the one time like aj thought he wanted to be a fighter and so he was like he was like jogging up to, like a hill yeah and then tony because he was driving home Tony pulled the back of him. He's like, da, 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 da. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> oh my goodness! But, but, uh, but not just not just Ode. Uh, my other friend Brandon Allen uh, got vaunted into the the main event because the main event, I guess, got canceled like literally day of. I don't know what happened, um, but he ended up winning. Uh, so shout out to Brandon Allen as well. Um, definitely want to bring him in the studio. But before we leave, Jones gone. John Jones is back in the octagon this week, Ro. Um, we're gonna have a big show on Thursday. Um, and uh, what do you what do you think about John Jones coming back? Do you think I think he's his time? Show, I think his time is coming gone. Whoa, whoa! I think his time is coming gone. Dang! Mm-hmm. Ro has ended the career of John Jones in like five words. His time is coming gone. I listen. And, and I know this is worlds apart for now, but I take a look at O'Day and I see the work and the grit and the and in it and the, we talk about a sport that's evolving and changes almost weekly. I think the time for John Jones has come and gone. That's I look, it, it's that's that could be it could be fair. I mean, you know, we haven't seen John Jones in three years. It's been, it's been three years. He's looking thick too, like. Well, he I, had I, to. He had to I get know bigger. He's going, yeah. I know he had to go up, but I'm just saying, like, John Jones looks great at light heavyweight. I'm not taking away. He looks from, phenomenal. Yeah, but, but uh, now he's at heavyweight. He looks a little. His face look a little puffy. It does doesn't look, he? It does doesn't look, he? It does look a little puffy. I'm not, I'm not like going to lie. He was on the roids, though, too, in the off season before they started <laughs> doing the testing. I'm not, I'm not saying anything yeah. about, about the roids. I just think that when you with a sport like this, if you're gone for that long... Uh, it, it's Conor McGregor. Yeah, it's it. Look, listen, ring ring rust or octagon rust is a real thing. Um, I think for the you know John Jones, he's considered to be the goat, truthfully, of of mixed martial arts. Um, you know, we we saw this a lot too with George St. Pierre. Um, you know, he would take those years off and then come back and still be the guy. Uh, I, I'm interested. You know, um, one of the things that did come up was that Cyril Gan struggled with. Francis Ngannou's wrestling, and if that was a struggle in that fight, which was also for the belt, he might be in trouble. So that that's the one thing I can lean on in terms of John Jones because the wrestling is not going to go anywhere. We'll see. You know what I mean? So that's 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 the one one caveat. Um, I'm actually yeah, not not excited for this fight at all. You're I, not I, excited I actually, at all. I actually don't care. <laughs> thick. He is thick. His legs his legs are still skinny though. He's still got skinny legs. My dad always used to say, he goes, oh, small yeah, ankles yeah, yeah. like a cat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, Thursday, we are going to be looking to have Ode Osborne, Joaquin Buckley, Jamal Hill, and also Cutman Tate in studio talking about the UFC card. So be sure to tune back in. Um, thank you so much for watching today's episode. Oh, oh, from one, one side. I wanted go to ahead. Because you, you, you said else? we watched the fight here at Sticky Paws. That's right, and it went fucking.
we went crazy here. So we did. there was a live stream happening in this exact studio that you guys record out of okay. Dollar Cost Crypto. That's right. And then I ran onto the live stream afterwards. So I just wanted to show you because okay. you probably didn't get a chance to see. No, this I didn't was... see it. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Shout out to my boy. Come on. Oh, hey. Oh, damn. My boy, oh, they knocked that ass, baby. Nice. I love it. I love it. I love to see an excited Georgie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, fights give me hype. All right. Well, well, thank you so much for tuning in from Josh Williams. This is the front row. Front row, bring us home. You guys, thank you for tuning in. And please don't forget to follow us. It means a lot to us. I mean, we do this for the love of it. And we hope we are keeping you entertained. So please follow us um, on YouTube at The American Fan 365 and also on Instagram, The American Fan 365, uh, TikTok as well. We would love to see you there uh, and give us those likes. Please. See you guys next time. Bye. <laughs>